And hey, what's up, guys? This is Anthony Anthem, aka Black Fabio, aka the Midnight Marauder, aka Smooth Like a Criminal, never speaking subliminals, always direct, always correct. I'm just playing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we got a special guest today. <laughs> uh, what's that to say? Your name, huh, sir? What's up? I'm uh, I'm Drew Mack, uh, and I'm I'm super happy to to be here. Drew Mack, everybody. Not let me tell you about this man real quick. Okay, this man is an artist. That's the best way to um, explain like all the things I like I can explain about him from the description of just watching one music video that he put in choreography from interpretive dance to the fact that he made some beautiful song lyrics that even I'm not going to lie, really captured my heart. Oh man. I I so appreciate that. Uh, I, I just, I want everyone to take a piece from it and hopefully they can relate. Um, and I just had such a great time making this video. Um, I'm, I'm super excited about it. So how long did you have to practice to get the choreography right um, for the oh, video? Man. man. Um, so I, I grew up uh, training in dance, um, in contemporary, ma- modern, ballet, jazz. Um, so, I, you know, I had a little bit of experience under my belt. It's been maybe a few years since I've really uh, done some real dancing. But uh, I'd say, you know, about a week or two we were in rehearsals uh getting everything together but um yeah about about two weeks um and just as a note um the video i'm talking about is called dreaming by drew mac that's d-r-e-w-m-a-c you need to go on youtube and put in dreaming you need to watch this video you will not regret it whatsoever yeah i'm I'm just so excited we gotta plug it that's you know I'm so excited about it. Well, hey, I'm glad to be of help. I love helping out artists. Um, when it comes down to it, you definitely have a gift of what you're bringing to the table. Um, oh, thank you so much. You're the man. I'm telling you, man. It's like I'm feeling ultraviolet colors, just like listening to the content that I was sent. Ooh. Uh, so, like- yeah, like, it, like, it's the color of the sounds, my man. So... Right. It's so you're illustrating something that not only you see just in a video, you're illustrating even to those who are listening um just via audio. Uh, so thank you. I'm I'm so happy you got you connected with it. So, hey, one thing about music is like it's supposed to speak something to a person's soul. I feel like that art is still intact people don't believe it is but i still think that art is still intact where it can speak to one's soul not just one's mind so i i I couldn't agree more um i'm just so grateful that i'm able to make music um and it's so cathartic for me to write songs about my life and it just helps me especially this song dreaming um, you know, it was, a, it was about a breakup and, uh, I, it was about the kind of different emotions you feel during the process. Like a lot of it was about how I was getting over the person and, and it was a very confident outlook, but then, you know, there's also these softer moments when you still think of the person and you still wonder, you know, are you still dreaming of me? Are you still thinking of me? Um, so I just, I wanted to portray you know, the different emotions in a, in a breakup, um, or even in a relationship. Um, and you know, that's such a personal subject to everyone, you know, everyone wants love and everyone is looking for a relationship, maybe not a relationship, but I, you know, I was telling one of my friends, you know, who's going through a breakup and it's just heartbreak is, the hardest thing to go through and it's something that's so universal in the world you know that every culture um can relate to you know it's and i just really wanted to speak to the people and hopefully help with help people maybe feel confident in the relationship or help somebody you know further their 
grieving process um, and a breakup. Yes. Um, I want to say this. Um, one thing um, I love about um, speaking with artists like yourself is there's always a story behind the music, of course. I mean, and I know that sounds really corny. You know, I sounded like I was from VH1 or something, but <laughs> but like there's always a story. So, like, let me ask you this. When you were illustrating this, because I'm saying illustrate and like really, you know, being the author of this story. Mm-hmm. Like what influenced this? Like, was it like was it somebody that you were in love with that? Um, brought this like kind of like idea for this concept yes um it was you know somebody i was um in a relationship with um and i think it was a lot of it was one-sided um for me like i think i was into it more than the other person and um there was just like a lot of bad communication and um, I was just treated unfairly and poorly and led on and, um, you know, you just hit a breaking point um, where, you know, I deserve more than this. Um, sometimes you just have to cut ties and move on and um, just realize your self-worth and love yourself more because, um, it's just clearly not working. If you don't feel confident, if you don't feel good when you're in a relationship, there's no reason to be in that relationship. Um, and so it was, it was pretty tough for me. Um, I, I've written quite a few songs about, um, about this, but this particular relationship, um, but this one is a little more confident. This one, I just kind of, you know, in the chorus, I say like, you know, no more crying at the end of the day. Um, I've learned a thing or two. Um, this is where it's like, you know, like I'm done, I'm done with this. I'm moving on. Um, and so it's more of an uplifting outlook and it just poured out of me. Uh, I'm going to say this. Um, and you know, what's funny is like, we were talking before the show and like, um, my brother who, um, a lot of people who have listened in the past, um, cause usually, um, in the beginning he was my co-host. Um, we were kind of discussing kind of like something similar. Um, and you know, what's crazy is the words you just kind of like spoke, um, just now, actually, you know, I was telling somebody that same thing. Yeah. Um, like when it comes to, you know, being in a relationship where one side is just not responsive whatsoever, it, um, just a lack of any emotion in the relationship and like, it's, it's almost like self-torture cause I've been through that. Yeah. I think, I think everybody's had that one relationship where they just, they're wondering why am I putting my time and energy and effort in this? It's so like, true. Yeah, because you got to question it. It's probably not the healthiest situation for you, right? Like I, I think that's so true, and you know, it's it's so hard to realize that for some reason. You know what I mean? Like it's when you're in love with a person, um, or even just after you've been involved with somebody, you kind of get attached. It's like you almost like don't have common sense, um, you know, like you don't you make excuses for the other person. Why you're like, no, it's my fault. Why I'm feeling this way, like why I don't feel well. It must be my problem. But it's not, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Oh, well, I mean, think about the old Eve song. Um, Love is blind. Yeah. <laughs> like. Like it'll take over your mind when you think his love is truly not. You need to elevate and find, and it's true though, because like I, I'm not gonna lie, I man, I've been in love and I've sat there and looked um, at that person that I have feelings for, and I realized that 
I've really let them slide with a lot of things that I shouldn't have. Yep. It's, it's like, I deserve better. And you do. you do. But it's like, oh my gosh, why did I wait this long to do it? <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, hindsight is twenty twenty. I'm like, the things I let this person get away with? Like, it's it's just crazy. Once you kind of regain your your own sense of self, you're like, wait a minute, this is crazy. Like, I know I got better common sense than this. I was raised better than that. <laughs> right, exactly. No, I'm the same way. I get it. It's crazy. I mean, like, dead serious, like, I like, I don't care who you are. I think everybody's done it at least once or twice in their life, straight up. Oh, 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah. I'll openly admit it straight up. Like, <laughs> on the podcast, like, yeah. Yeah. I've done it. I'm not one of those dudes who's like, I like, you know, that high machismo. It's like, nah, man, this ain't me. <laughs> yeah, I would never do like, that. I forget that, man. No, for real. I'm pretty sure everybody who was listening to this has gone through the same thing and thinking to yourself, oh, my gosh, was I, like, smoking crack the whole relationship? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> exactly. Love makes people funny, man. It's a high, man. Like, it is. It is. It's like you'll be high off of this person, this this essence so of cool. the person you really care about. Like you're like, man, I can't get enough of the dosage. And then mm-hmm. when you finally, you know, come down from it and you realize Oh my gosh! Like the party's over. Yeah, you're you're like, oh, gosh. Yeah, that I mean that's such a good way to put it. It is it is like a drug, you know. And it's like although it's hurting you, it's it's a high, you know what I mean. And you got to get the next fix. Um, and and then it's the come down that's brutal. Oh my gosh! It's like having a hangover. I mean, straight up, you're just like, oh. This is more painful than I thought it was. Right. I love hangover, man. It's the worst. And, um, ladies and gentlemen, always remember, always have a um, a morning after drink. That's right. From this situation. Um, that morning after drink could be um, a nice shot of um, reality. Mm. And... Um, Wake yourself up, and then you got to hydrate yourself by getting away from this relationship so you don't age yourself. End of story. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautifully said. Yes. Because yeah, I'm like, to be honest, like, I've been in relationships where I felt like I aged like 20 years. <laughs> so true. So true. Oh my gosh. It'll get you, man. Yeah, because I was with this girl for about two years, man. This uh, girl had me stressed out with her insecurities and stuff, right? Yeah. And I'm talking about my mom's like, man, you look old. Ah, uh, no. Because, <laughs> okay, my mom's just going to tell like it is, okay? Oh, She's always. Gonna, always. Like, yeah, my mom's going to be blunt. She's going to roast me. She's going to tell me the truth. That's right. So she was just like... You are you aged about twenty years. Um, oh. You are you're about to be in Morgan, like a Morgan Freeman movie. Like, <laughs> oh man, she roasted you! Wow. I mean, you know, you, you, we need it sometimes. Yeah, that's that's why I always am thankful for the good people in my corner. Straight up. That's right. So tell me a little bit about yourself, like in another aspect. Because we can talk about relationships all day, but I definitely, um, I definitely got to get to know a little bit more about you. So, let me ask you this: So, what was life like for you growing up? Like, where are you from, and what uh, what brought you closer and closer to music? For sure. Um, well, I I grew up in uh, Kansas City, and and so yeah, I. That's right. I'm no stranger to Hot 103 Jams. Um, This is, like, kind of amazing for me to be talking to you right now. Um, And I I had such a great upbringing, to be honest. Um, My family is so supportive of me. Um, They just – 
I've been a performer my whole life. You know, they've had to put up with me putting on shows in the in the living room. I was very much that kid, um, just dressing up and and just I loved attention. I guess I still do. Um, and and I I my parents supported me in kind of whatever dream I wanted to pursue. So like I I wanted to dance and I wanted to you know, get into a competitive dance company, um, and travel for that. Um, it was like a sport to me, uh, growing up and, you know, sometimes, unfortunately families like parents might not be so supportive of, uh, of a, of their boy wanting to dance, but I was so lucky with such a great, um, supportive family because, um, that just, I think brought me to where I am today. I mean, I just absolutely would not be here. Uh, without my parents um, and my whole family, I have an older brother. Um, so I, yeah, I'm just so grateful for them, um, and I have some great friends growing up that are so supportive. A few of them actually um, have moved to LA with me here, and and it's just such a blessing. Like you know, I've made lifelong friends uh, growing up, and you know, those are the real ones. Uh, it's just so good to have them around and. Um, it, it was a blessing to be from, from KC. I gotta say, I, I love going back to visit. Um, you can't beat the barbecue. It's cliche, but it is what it is. Oklahoma jokes. Exactly. So, you know, I, I had a great upbringing and I'm really grateful for it. Well, I'm gonna say this shout out to, um, mama and daddy Mac. Um, sounds like you raised quite the son. And, um, yeah, I love you guys. They're probably gonna listen to this for sure. And shout out to your day one, straight up. Like, yeah. hey man, your day ones are always um, those are always the ones that'll stick with you, man. It's sort of like a gentleman once said in a um, in a verse I heard. He was like, you know what? Maybe one day I might spin out control in the plane that I'm um, that I'm riding in. But if I crash, I know my real homies will help me fix it again. Something like that. That's what he said, I believe. And that's that's a true quote that, you know, a lot of people really can't say. You should never forget who you are, where you came from. Never. So so you're you're definitely a dude I can see that's very humble and always remember where he came from. And that's important. Like Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like because like, you know, some people, you know, they'll like they'll leave um they'll leave their hometown to stuff like that, but they'll probably rep like wherever they move to. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you're openly repping uh, Kansas City, man, that's that's very important. Because I mean, you know, you know how the culture is out here, my man. Like yeah, like so, it's I feel like that's important. Like we have a lot of talent out here in KC. I mean, you've you've seen it yourself. You witnessed it. Yeah, like. There's so many people of different um different styles. Like you got um you got people that do um hip hop, you got people that do pop, EDM, mm-hmm. I mean they do um jazz and the blues or Oh yeah. Maybe maybe they even got a full set band and they do music that empowers and charges people up like I've seen so many talented people come out of the city, mm-hmm. whether they're rock stars or they're the alternative crew, whatever they may be. And so it always makes me excited to know um, when an artist from my city is like really putting in good work and effort and just just the fact that you're from Kansas City, that made me really happy. Oh, good, right? man. You know, I got love for KC till the day I die. Man, straight up and um, when it comes to that barbecue, though, yeah, uh, number one. They don't play. So let me ask you this, okay? You're back in Kansas City. Okay. I know you just said Oklahoma Joe's. I did. I know. And don't get me wrong. That's like one of the few places um, in barbecue I'll eat the ribs because I don't eat everybody's ribs. I'll be okay. honest. Yeah, I know. I, I, I. That's totally Kansas City of me to be like, oh, I don't eat this unless it's made this way. It no, it's what it is. You know, we we're allowed to do that. You know, we know what's good. Exactly. So, if I um, if you could name another place 
that we say that would be in your Mount Rushmore barbecue. Let's say about what's your um what's your three um top three. So I say Oklahoma Joe's is correct in one of your top three. What's your other two picks if you had to choose in your roster? A barbecue for a lifetime. Oh, that's so tough. Um Oh yeah, I'm coming with the fire today, guys. I know. Um I just I for sure been let's see, let's see. Um Okay. I mean, I'm just like, I'm a diehard Oklahoma Joe's man. He's staying faithful. I gotta stay faithful, man. Like, every time I'm home, that is the first stop. I mean, uh, let's, I mean, let me try and think here. Like, I, I get the Z Man at Oklahoma Joe's, man. Hey, that sandwich is good, though. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, I want to be honest. Um, and those for, um, those that are listening that are um, not from Canada, the city okay let me just tell you i'm just gonna say it real quick okay so oklahoma joe's aka is called kc joe's now is um is actually a restaurant that actually started in a gas station like the og restaurant is actually in a gas station and um it's still actually set up like that they got a little convenience store and um the gas pump's still set up but they also got the side where it's a restaurant too and like it's like it's got this like cool layback atmosphere, but I'm telling you the food's so good. Like it's it's like one of those places where you know like this is uh, the place for everybody without it, you know, being too fancy because it's like it's still down and dirty and it's still barbecue and they got some of the best sauce I've ever tasted in the city. That's so why I love it. Yes, like between them and on um, Gates, those are like my favorite sauces. So. Gates sauce is is fantastic. I will say, yes. When it comes down to it, they got the um, they got one of the best sauces in the city. Yeah, that's real. But anyway, so um, off of the subject of barbecue, because we're acting like true Kansas Cityans, I know, in the- we could <laughs> do this for hours. I was like, they'd be like, "What are they talking about?" Exactly. Don't they? It was, it was like, "Oh yeah, so I smoked a brisket the other day." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I sound like my neighbors. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It was like, yeah, man, I smoked a brisket for about 24 hours. Um, I used some cedar wood chips. Um, I also used some um, some magnolia leaves, um, a couple rosebuds. Oh, okay. And I'm like, what? I'm like, are you like picking up the whole garden and smoking it? Right? I've never heard that. It's like, and it also keeps. And he'd be like, man, it also keeps the rabbits away. It's like I don't think the rabbits are going after your brisket. Yeah, I don't know anymore. I think they're vegan. <laughs> they might be vegan now. It's like, yeah, I, I don't think uh, Peter Rabbit's going to be. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like I reside in Independence, so <laughs> you 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 can you can you already know the story. Uh, I know, I know. Ah, uh, good old Independence, but that's another story for another day. So, like. For you growing up in Kansas City um, and everything, so how long have you been out in L.A.? What brought uh, you to I've, L.A.? Yeah, I've been out here um, since I was 18, so I've been out here a little over nine years now. Um, and I can't, yeah, I I came out here for college. Uh, and I went to Loyola Marymount, uh, but then I, I got to say I dropped out uh, to pursue music. Um, college wasn't for me, but stay in school, kids. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I knew I wanted to come out here to pursue, pursue a, uh, a music career. Um, I, I just love performing and, um, yeah, I just knew this was going to be the place for me to do that. Okay. So, um, let me, so have you, um, done a lot of, um, like open mics, have you um, done any festivals or anything like that out there in Cali? Um, I haven't done any festivals or anything like that, but I've played a few just local shows um, that were a lot of fun. Um, but we're now that we got this single released, we're planning some some fun shows coming up, um, and I'm really excited. I, I got to come to KC to do a show. Oh, you you definitely should. I, I think people would enjoy you, and plus. You're from the town too, so I feel like that's important, and people love that. Like people want to see 
Like some of our, some of our people want to see others win. Like uh, I mean, you already know Kansas City's always been, you know, the home of Tech Nine. You know, that's uh, always been like one of the number one things. It's like, oh, Kansas City, and we're thinking, who's a big music act? Tech Nine. Tech Nine. <laughs> yeah. That, that was like school right there. Just like every party. Oh my gosh. It'll show up out of nowhere and you're like, oh, Tech's here. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love it. Dude's a freaking ninja. I don't know how he does it. Like, <laughs> one, like it'll be like, you know, Tech's new song is dope. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, he appears in the shadows and everybody's like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Goes wild. Man of the people. What can That's I say? Right. That's right. That's one thing I love about that guy. Oh so, yeah. So, so music. I gotta know what kind of music inspires you. Who are your top five when it comes to artistry? Okay, Who let's is- see. Um, I have such um, an eclectic kind of um, interest uh, in music, but let's just see. Um, Lay them on me. Okay. I mean, I Kanye West like kind of old Kanye West. Um, I think I was, love Kanye West. So it's all good. Yeah, no, I love Kanye West. I'm just like, I just like, cause I grew up with that too. And I just think like, yeah, uh, Kanye West, um, David Bowie, uh, Robin, uh, super cool. Um, the killers, um, oh. the current artists right now, um, Billie Eilish, um, I just think is so unique, super cool, um, great music. Uh, let's see. Uh, trying to think, what, what am I listening to right now? I've just had my single been playing over and <laughs> over and over again. Uh, I mean, man, like you just named some heavy hitters. Yeah, like, different genres. Yeah. Let's let's go with those. Let's start. Let's go with those. Yeah, because I actually like all those people you just mentioned. That's right. Yeah, because. I, I I love the Killers. Like sure. when, when they, they like threw out Mr. Bryce, I was like, "Oh, this band's gonna be hot." And of course, everybody freaks out when the Killers come to town. I know. Um, Billie Eilish. I just listened to some of Billie Eilish's work. Yeah, amazing. Um, and David Bowie, of course, is one of the goats. Yeah, and Michael Jackson, of course. I just like day oh, one. Yeah. Like obviously, just icon. Uh, okay, it's Mike. I know it's MJ, man. Like that's yeah. Uh, so of course he's an inspiration, constant inspiration. Oh yeah, like he he's the most reverenced person, and I feel like in music, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're like the most hardcore gangster rapper mm-hmm. to. Like the guy, like from the rural country roles, everybody's like Michael Jackson. Exactly. Like that's just that's just always going to be the thing. Yes. And we're and regardless of what people think, because even though like thankfully I'm glad that those Neverland guys um, got yeah. caught up. Yeah, that you know, there's a lot of controversy now, and um, and that kind of sucks. But you know, to be honest, though, like. They got caught up because, you know, the fact of the matter is they were giving false information. So for me, I'm glad um, I'm glad that this can finally kind of be put down because I was like, man, the man can't even defend himself because he's not alive. Yeah, true. I'm like, like, let this man have his legacy, leave his kids alone and like just let him just rest in peace. That's right. Like straight up, like. Let's be thankful that we had him in our life, like because he's inspired so many people. I mean, Ooh. I got the '90s um, era of Michael Jackson. Wow. So, so jealous. Yeah. I got the '90s era of Michael Jackson. It was like him and his sister were like dominating the early '90s. Straight oh, of up. course, yeah. So like, I got the I got basically Michael Jackson black and um, black or white and like. Him doing the Free Willy soundtrack and just yeah. all these different things. Like, I was like, Shh. I'm just thankful that I was able to see great artistry, like, even as a young kid. Oh, yeah. Like, 
I fell in love. I like he's one of the reasons why I fell in love with music. Like for me, like I used to do music myself. Oh, um, am I as dope? am I as dope as you? No. So um, we're gonna well, go ahead and we'll see. We'll see. You might be coming for me. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I think I'm gonna throw that one. Um, throw that one just kind of into a dumpster fire or something like that. You <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like, like this always makes me excited because I could talk about music all day. Like, if you were to name like one song that you played over and over again, I know you've been playing "Dreaming" over and over again. Yeah. Like, um, let's see. What? Like, just in my, if I could play, well, there's okay, so there's there's one song that has sort of become like an anthem every time we get into the studio. Um, and we play it. I play it before every studio session. Um, I play it before going out with my friends. Um, it's just like become one of our songs. Um, and it's <laughs> Dancing on My Own by Robin. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just, there's something about it. The beat just like goes through your soul. And I just, I just, that's, that's it. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, Thriller. I just think is such a a song I love, and I love. I'm a big horror movie guy, and I love Halloween. Um, oh, like I, I'm just I'm telling you, I have Halloween decorations up all year round here. Um, so I mean, Thriller for me is also just like, oh my gosh, that's that, awesome. The that's actually my favorite Michael Jackson video. Well, I mean, how could it not be? It's so good. And I just, yeah, constantly inspired by that. Yeah, um, I'm like, I'm in between that one and Beat It. Those always been my favorite, like, choreographed videos. For sure, for sure. Like, he's in there, like, he's got the zombies moving. He's got the horror thing going on, the the face paint. Just, like, everything in that video is just iconic. And then with Beat It, like, the choreographed, like, fight scenes. I mean, Beat It's unbelievable, too. Like it's, I agree. Oh yeah, like just the just a guitar riff alone, <sighs> like it gets me hyped every time. I don't care. Like <laughs> that song's still gonna get people hyped here in 2019. Like I'm not gonna lie, I'm trying to imitate the moves. I slip uh, on the uh, um, yeah. I slip in the living room. <laughs> I hurt my hip. Uh, I'm down for about an hour. <laughs> and I'm only 29, but still, like the fact of the matter is, like. I'm trying to sit here and pull Michael Jackson moves like I'm in the best shape of my life. And as you know, I'm pulling a hamstring because I'm sitting there trying to imitate the Beat It song again. Exactly. I get it. I get it. I, get it. I was like, oh, give me the Icy Hot and the Geritol. <laughs> no one can do it like him. I, we just got to, yeah, let him uh, do it. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out, did Mike work out? You know, that's such a good question. That, uh, I, I mean, he had to have... I mean, maybe he just danced and he stayed in shape that way. But, like, I mean, he had to be in crazy shape. I mean, we're talking about a man that he did a commercial where his jerry curl got caught on fire and he spun it out. <laughs> exactly. So He must have some powerful legs. <laughs> yeah, I think he just had God's gift there, man, and just could do it. <laughs> that was like, like... He was like a let, let me put out this. This dude was like a biblical icon. You think about it, it's almost biblical because, yeah. like, that was he's one of the few artists I knew that could have grown men and women fainting. It's so true, it's so true. That That's biblical, man. Like, I was, I was listening to this story, right? Okay, there's this rapper by the name of um Freddie Gibbs. And he was talking about when Michael, uh, Michael Jackson came back to his hometown because uh, the rapper's from Gary, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And Michael Jackson went to the local KFC, bought all the chicken, started throwing chicken on, um, throwing chicken to random people that were like circling his limo. No. And like he's talking about like OG gang because he's a he's like you know he's a gangster rapper like he lived that life or whatever. Yeah. He's talking about all my OGs were crying trying to get um trying to get Michael Jackson to come out of his car. Mm-hmm. Like like I'm just like. Even with the most hardcore individuals from his old neighborhood, like get emotional. Yeah. 
just for the thought that he's here in their presence. <laughs> it's, I mean, he's an icon, and 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 that's what a music does, man. You know, like when you're such a performer like Michael too, like it's just you impact people in such a deep level. Oh, man, I mean, we've all seen that classic scene where he like comes on stage and he stood there for like I don't know two or three minutes. Yep. Looking at the crowd, he moves. He makes one little movement, and the crowd goes wild, right? I mean, that that's... I mean, like, literally, he'll turn his head, like, 500 people faints. Yeah, <laughs> I know. God, I mean, just, that's insane. It's like, how do you gain such stage presence like that? I know. He's oh, my gosh. True, true talent. So... Since we're on the subject of like live shows and everything, what is your live show like, my man? Oh man, I mean, so I grew up putting on shows, being a performer. Um, you know, it's not just me there with a mic and a band. I like to, you know, I like to dance. I like, I want like a set. I like to make the lighting right. I, I, I put on a show. I, I want you know, just this whole experience when people come to see me. Um, some people say it's a lot of it can be uh, like stand-up comedy as well. I, I just, I like to, you know, re- um, interact with the audience. Like, I just, like, that's what performing's all about for me is, you know, giving it to the audience. Um, and I tell you, that is just my, I grew up with being on stage and having the lights on my face, and that is where I belong. Like sometimes I can even come across shy when I'm, you know, out out and about. Um, but when I'm on stage, I just like I'm playing a character. I'm home. Like I just I love it so much. Um, and now, like I'm just so excited to continue doing it and to, you know, make these shows bigger and bigger um, and really just you know perform. I mean. I think that's important. One thing I've always loved are the more intimate shows. Mm. I'm not really an arena concert kind of guy. You know, I'm the same way. Yeah, like, you know, people will choose maybe the Sprint Center or something like that when they go see a concert. I'm more of, give me Midland, give me Record Bar. Oh, for sure. Arts Bar, you know, something like that. Like, something where I can really kind of just you know, sit like sit down and enjoy the artists in a more like closer setting. Like they're right there in front of me. It's not, you know, like several aisles of seats, mm-hmm. like in one giant stadium or something like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Those are cool and everything. I'm not hating on like the artists for doing that. Cause I mean, a lot of it is because they got a lot of fans. Yeah. I mean, you know, like that's where you got to put the fans. <laughs> like I, I totally yeah. get it. Um, but even like I feel like a lot of artists now, like bigger artists, um, I mean, I, I hear Madonna's doing this too. Like they're picking smaller venues and then playing multiple shows because it is such a better experience if it's more intimate. Oh yeah, like at the end of the day, like I'm more of an uptown theater riot room kind of guy. Totally. You know, love the uptown. Um, you know medium sized theater, maybe even the Granada out in Lawrence. Oh, like, oh yeah, like I prefer I those these places, man. I I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh yeah. Oh, and I definitely got to say, um, Crossroads at um Grinders. Um, oh my gosh, I'm telling my parents are there every Sunday. Just, just shout out to them. I mean, yeah, that's it's the place. And I was saying, like, Life. I've been to all these concert venues, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so. It's like for me, like I've always found it important to like have an experience. That's why like all those rooms are important to me in one way or another. Like I seen my first rap concert in the old record bar, um, not the one that's downtown now, but um, the old one that was over there in Westport. Yeah, yeah. Saw my first rap concert there. I remember Merz was the headline. Um, to I saw like my first like alternative concert in um Uptown Theater. For sure. And, I mean, 
I can go down the list of like, you know, concerts I've been to over the years. And I can tell you what, between being in a day long festival like Rock Fest, even though that was an experience all on its own. Uh-huh. Like that or you know, people have been to beach ball and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I will forever say though that Midland has always had a great history with me, like in the experience. It's totally. always been like, yeah, like from EDM concerts to even stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. I've always like been able to reminisce about the performance like several weeks later and think to myself, dang, that was dope. That was awesome. Totally. It's like, it's so fun. And the Midland is such a gorgeous theater, like just in its, in itself. Like um, I used to actually grow up dancing there and performing there. Um, and so I'm, I'm familiar with those, the backstage there and it's, it's just a gorgeous theater. Um, I, yeah. And I would love to, you know, one day perform at the Uptown, you know, that I grew up going to shows there too. Um, oh, yeah. You know, that would just be a dream of mine. Uh, so I, I get it, man. Those are those are the spots. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're beautiful theaters. Mm-hmm. They're, it's just like it's the right size. It isn't overwhelming either. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's like, that's not that I like. So I would love to see you in one of those rooms one day. Thank like, you. We're, we're, we're getting there. We're going to get there. Man, you, you need to make it happen. Actually, you know what? I know you're going to make it happen. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Just stay true to yourself and your craft, man. I will. That's, I will. Because we, we need more people like you to rep the town, man. We got too much talent out here to, like, you know, be under a rock for too, um, too much longer. <laughs> yeah i get it man like i'll rep it again till the day i die i get it i will casey stand up people mm-hmm. that's always that's always important okay. so so what's next for you now that um now that you have released this hot single where are we going oh man we're taking over the world that's the next step but uh uh just start performing um, and working on more music. I'm actually going into the studio later tonight um, to work on some new stuff. Uh, and I just, you know, continue collaborating with creative people that inspire me and um, just keep coming up with new stuff and expanding my own creativity and being inspired. Um, yeah, that's, that's what's next for me. Okay, so if you were to say what type of artist you are, and I'm getting down to the last questions because I don't want to hold you up. I want you to be able to rest your voice so you can go in there and kill in the studio. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, man. I understand, man. I sang for a long time. Hey, you get it, man. So let me ask you this. So if you were to say what what would you say your music is? I I hear like an essence of different things. I hear pop. I hear alternative. I can visualize a live band, um, which you perform in some of the stuff. Like, but what would you say you are? Let's see. Um, I've been asked this before, uh, so I should probably have a good answer for you. But um, let's see. I, I I would say you know an alternative pop, electronic, um, kind of like an alternative pop rock and roll. Ooh. I, I, I would say that's about right. Is it? Okay, okay. I would say that's about right from what I heard. Okay, good. I mean, you know, I, I like, I, I'm a pop artist in my heart, um, but I love, you know, an electronic guitar just shredding. Um, and I like a little darkness in it, you know? I like a little alternative vibe to it. Um, you know, it's not this, like, glittery bubblegum pop. Um, it's this kind of grungy cool rock and roll kind of thing oh so we're we're gonna go into like you know cobain and them and all that oh don't get me started <laughs> oh so somebody was definitely a fan of that era i see oh man i gotta say yeah i mean nirvana come on kurt cobain uh um, I mean, 
and I was a big new wave guy, you know, like um, I love New Order, Depeche Mode, um, just the, I mean, I love the Smiths, um, just things Ooh. like that. Like I just, I, I'm telling you, I'm just a big music fan. I, I listen to all different kinds of music. My dude, see, I already liked you as soon as you picked up the call. <laughs> like, this really confirms it. Like, that you're a cool dude, man. Oh, uh, thank you. Well, you too, man. Uh, I ain't nobody, bro. I'm just a regular Joe with average flow, man. <laughs> no. We're, we're both out there making it work. Hey, trying to do the best we can with what we got, man, in life's journey. That's right. So, I am not going to hold you anymore because I know you got things to do. But I wanted to say thank you so much, Mr. Drew Mack, for coming on the show. You, sir, have to keep in contact with me and let me know how everything goes in the future. You got it. it. I mean, I'm so grateful again. Thank you so much for having me on here. Um, Like I said, I know this. I know this station. I know you guys. Um, So this has been a dream and. For sure, well, you'll be hearing from me again. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, Drew Mack, where can they find you at um, when it comes to your social handles, um, their, your music, all of that? Um, yeah, uh, my social handles are Drew Mack Says, uh, like Simon Says, but it's what I say now. Um, and uh, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, Amazon, Google, whatever you want, um, all platforms, uh, and music video on YouTube. Okay, so you hear that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, stop what you're doing and um, pick up your phone, um, click your mouse, whatever you got to do, poke on your tablet, and um, go check out this man's music. If you don't, then um, you're missing out on the treat. You're missing out on life. You're living under a rock. Uh, that's real talk. That's right. <laughs> I so, so with, Um, But with that, um, thank you once again, Mr. Mack, for coming on the show. And um, with that, my name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Always Dreaming. AKA always scheming, AKA always beaming. And with that, we're out, and that's about it. Hey everyone, this is John Tolley, inviting you to check out War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, me and my co-host Christopher Stolley discuss the news and theories surrounding one of the largest movie franchises in the world. So join us every Wednesday at 8 Eastern as we travel to the galaxy far, far away, right here on Anchor FM and wherever fine podcasts are heard. You know, when you need CBD, vape juice, or a new mod, go to Vape Scorpion. 10859 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19116. They are formerly known as East Coast Vapor. They have all your needs, all the equipment, all the juice. And hey, while you're there, sit down, enjoy a beer, bring your own, and just hang out with a bunch of cool people. So guys, if you really need your next vape machine or maybe you just want to try a locally made uh, juice, make sure you hit up Vape Scorpion. That's 1085 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19116. Or give a call to 215-464-8273. Oh yeah, and make sure you let them know that Realm of the Mist Entertainment sent you. Why didn't the three little pigs go in for some kind of flat share scheme? Does Jesus get to choose which wine he turns it into? Why don't Sims have the upper body strength to climb out of a swimming pool? And does everybody really want to be a cat? I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And if you're the type of person that overthinks these deep philosophical questions, then Think to the Brink is the podcast for you. From Disney characters to song lyrics, debates to social etiquette, tune in every week for your dose of paralysis by analysis. All topic suggestions are welcome. If you can think it... We can overthink it. Think to the brink. Available on all podcast platforms. 
Hey everyone, this is Dak. This is Liam. And this is White People Shit. We are a bi-weekly podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe you're bi and week. I'm straight and strong. It means twice a week, you douche. Oh. Yeah, listen to us twice a week. On White People Wednesdays, we talk about gay stuff, zombies, superhero sex positions. And on Feature Peep Fridays, we interview the Feature Peep of the Week. Yeah, like a fucking furry. Just search WPS Podcast and look for the white dude in red pajamas. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We believe in equal opportunity humor, where all things can be made fun of. So if your feelings get hurt and you're offended, you can always eat a dick. He said that she said, how dare you say that? That's offensive. Well, someone's got to say it. It had to be said with Venus. Catch the live show Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out the recordings at any time. Guest shows weekly. Listener, beware. Mature content. Sexual content. Trigger warning. Do you dare say it? Hi, my name's Chris, and I'm here to tell you about Realm of the Mist podcast. Realm of the Mist podcast, we talk about all the great entertainment things from movies, music, books, comic books, and many, many other forms of entertainment, as well as politics, current events, and just general humor and having a good time. If you're looking for a podcast that is right up your alley, look no further than Realm of the Mist podcast here on Anchor.fm, or where fine podcasts can be heard. Hi, this is Dave from the Comic Collection at 83 Bustleton Pike in Feasterville, Pennsylvania. Our phone number is 215-357-3332. We are right next to Northeast Philadelphia. We have action figures, gaming, statues, albums, and CDs, graphic novels, other knickknacks, and, of course, comics. Established in 1985, we are your go-to store. Come by and say hello, and say that the guys from RadioCast FM Radio sent you. The address again is 83 Bustleton Pike, Feasterville, Pennsylvania, or call 215-357-3332. Three-eyed turtle? Is that all right? <laughs> a fucking a three-eyed turtle. Who wants a mustache ride? Are you tired of the same old podcasts with no humor? <laughs> well, join us for After Hours, where everything is funny, at least to us, on Anchor.fm, and where quality podcasts are heard. How the fuck did we get on this? <laughs> I don't know. The FCC started this shit. It's their fucking fault.